Hi, and welcome to Western Rite Conversations, a podcast where two friends and converts discuss living their Orthodox faith in an unorthodox world. Here are your hosts, Karen and Stephanie. Yes. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. So how long has it been? <laughs> Very long time. <laughs> Too long. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> it's like coming up on a year. <sighs> I really didn't want it to go that long. I didn't want it. I didn't want to it to take that long or wait that long until we record it again. It's all on you. Well, <laughs> I take no responsibility. Fine then. <laughs> um, well, we, I know we've been busy. I've been busy, um, but that's no excuse. Anyway, um, I felt compelled. There are two things I want to talk about, and yeah, I'm dying to know why you're compelled because a year's gone by, and all of a sudden you've said like three times to me in the last week, "We have to record. We have to record." I'm like, what in the world are we talking about? <laughs> and I don't want to lose. Well, I don't want to lose it either. Like I have this thing. I woke up in the middle of the night that I wanted to talk about, and and I I just I want to talk about it, but and it's. I said to you before, it's complete clickbait. <laughs> I said I wanted to be titled, I Hate My Kids. And that was that was the original reason why I wanted to record. But since then, we've gone to the the Archdiocese Convention and I really and you you got to volunteer at A V at at the um at the camp. Village. Yes, at the camp. So, and they are celebrating 40 years, right? 40-year yeah. anniversary. And, you know, there's just so much going on. Well, one of the things we also, we hosted the Paris Life Celebration for our diocese. And that was really... That feels so long ago now. It does. It feels like, and it was it feels like a year June. ago, right? It was only June. But we spent, I mean, I would say the... Three to four months prior to that, we were so engrossed in that, that there was nothing else that we really could do or talk about. Right. And so um, it was just before that I wanted to do a podcast. It was just before we had the PLC. And then we had PLC and then we had to get ready to go. So almost right after the PLC, we had to get ready to go to camp for you and then go to the Archdiocese Convention after that. Mm-hmm. So it's been, you know, there's always something, and so we have to make time. It has been a little bit of a, a busier time, though, Yeah, than I'm, just normal day-to-day stuff. Definitely for the last six months. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Um, so does that mean we're still going to do a podcast titled I Hate My Kids? Oh, absolutely. Just not today. Um, <laughs> stay tuned. Because I really want to, I really want us to talk about um, our reflections. Well, at some point we have to talk about your experience at the village, at the camp. Because that was, I mean, you, you had talked about it so highly and, and, 
just like it was such an amazing experience. I I want you to share that. Did I not share it with you? Yeah, you did oh. a little bit, a little bit. But I I I feel like that's something we sh- we should share on the podcast. You know, if you, I mean, did you shared it with your kids? Yeah, and I'm still sharing it with them. We exactly. talk about camp every day. Yeah, so I feel like today actually today's Friday, right? Mm-hmm. So today is the last day of session four. All those campers went home this morning. Is that the last one? The last this, session for, for the, the summer. summer, yeah. yeah. Yep. Now, when no, when, when do they do? They do a Special Olympics one too. Is that next? I think that's next. Okay, and then I that'll be the, the last for the time. summer. Right, and right. then they'll have like adult camp, and yeah, but that's the and last. Then adult camp will start in the fall. That'll be September. But in terms of the camp, the session that I went to, session mm-hmm. two, Correct. like that summer style, today everybody's leaving. So mm-hmm. now that I know that there's nobody else at the village, you know, in that same way, it's like mm-hmm. oh, kind of sad. <laughs> it's over because I still felt connected. 2019. <laughs> so I'm still keeping in touch with the volunteer coordinator. Right. And she was sending me pictures, and we were talking. So I still felt like. I was part of it, even though I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they all went home this morning. Wow. So, yes, that, I mean, that that's a lot. I don't know if I can get into all that right now. Well, I mean... Those reflections. No, and this is, we'll save that for another time. But I, I mean, I was so excited that, you know, that you went. This is our fifth year that our kids have gone and this sixth year no this was the fifth year no this was fifth year. sixth year they started in 2014 he was 10 his first year 2014 now. 15 16 17 18 19, this is his sixth 18. year going no are you serious <laughs> he's only got two years left oh my gosh two years left well last year was my son's last year as a camper mm-hmm. so this year i really wanted him to go as a, CIT. a counselor in training yes a cit um uh, it just didn't work out for this summer and and then my daughter didn't go either so it was really kind of a bummer for me then my kids have gone five years and then this year would have been their sixth year and it was the 40th anniversary and you were going as a volunteer and they didn't get to go so, but you got to go. So it was, you know, I, it was definitely. Well, I'd rather the kids get to go than me. It's more important that they go. Okay. But it's important, I was, it's important that everybody goes. I, I was think, abundantly blessed by going. I think village camp is, Antiochian village camp is AV camp. All the camps, because there are other camps. That's too. true. There's a, there's a Saint Thecla. There's a I don't know what. The, I think there's a Saint Raphael. Mm-hmm. There's something village in the north or village in the wood. I don't remember. Um, that are sort of, I don't know that they're all pilots of AV. I know Saint Thecla is, but mm-hmm. yeah, that experience. I mean, the village is special to me personally, just because my kids have gone and it's right. a two week program. Same. But at the convention, they were talking about. Camp in general, but using Camp St. Thecla as a model, as, just right. because that's where they were from. Right. And it's just, I don't know, there's just no words for going to camp like that. So, I mean, the that's, that's a good bridge into kind of talking about, still talking about camp and talking about the, the Archdiocese Convention, because it was... It was at the Archdiocese Convention. <laughs> it was at the Archdiocese Convention. 
in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Shout out to Grand Rapids, Michigan and mm-hmm. St. Nicholas Church in Grand Rapids that um, hosted the Archdiocese Convention. It's a huge undertaking. Huge. I mean, we did the PLC just for our diocese, which is a small diocese. And to do the Archdiocese Convention for the whole... country yeah and have and have people coming in flocking in from all over the country to participate in the convention it's a week-long event as opposed to what we did was one day right um and and sometimes plcs are are two or three days maybe four but never i don't think they've ever been like a week long and so yeah to host the whole country in in our in yeah. our church. And so, because I have an insider at St. Yeah, Saint Nicholas, my gosh, a, a girl who I met at camp mm-hmm. who volunteered. That's her home parish. Right. And so she said when Father Michael Nasser came to the church as a priest, was assigned there, the parish had already decided or bid on hosting. Oh so he gosh. stepped in. And was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. It wasn't like he was part of the decision-making process. And they were working on it for about three years, I guess. Wow. I mean, I imagine it takes that long. Yeah. So I can only imagine now they must feel so bored. (laughs) What do we do with our time? (laughs) Breathe. (laughs) Like, just take a moment to rest, I think. You know, I hope that's that's what they're doing. Because it was a huge... It was amazing. I had a great time. I have nothing to compare it to because I've never been before. Mm-hmm. So um, it could be horrendous for all I know compared no, to others. But to me, no. it was probably the highlight of my entire life being there. Right. And from people, from the people I talked to that were there, they said it was amazing. It was, it was well, amazing. Well planned, well put together. Um, they had everything accounted for. Mm-hmm. You know, children were, mm-hmm. they had the activities for them lined up for every day. It was, I don't remember what they called it. Did they call it day kids camp club. or kids club? Kids club. Yeah. So all of that was taken care of. Um, and um, registration, you know, they had one central place for registration. And they had um, exhibits and, and vendors and, um, and yeah. ministries in one section and then there was a usual place that you went we had the chapel for liturgy matins vespers um you know the layout of everything was very smooth and open and the hotel was gorgeous yes it was beautiful and yeah Mm -hmm. the whole experience to me it really was the highlight of my life and grand rapids was (laughs) oh my gosh the the hotel was right on the water it was beautiful there was a river walk we walked every day i think so much to do Mm-hmm. Yeah, the city was beautiful. The weather was perfect. Mm-hmm. At least the 48 hours I was there. <laughs> I wasn't even there 48 hours. That's oh a lie. It was less than that. I know. When did you but I imagine the sun shone all week. I think it rained one day or one evening it poured, I think. But it was breezy. It was pretty temperate, pretty mild. It was it was nice. And we went to Lake Michigan, which is beautiful. It was a it was like like being at the ocean except it's fresh water. It's a sandy beach, water as far as the eye can see, 
you know. They have some slogan about that, and I can't remember it, but it has something to do with no sharks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you and, feel like you're at the ocean, but there's there, no sharks. Right, you do, and there are no sharks, right? Because there are sharks at the Cape right now. So. Uh, apparently Rhode Island, too. Wow. And I'll be there next week. Somebody just told me today there was a shark sighting. Wow. So we'll see. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you'll have to let me know if you see any. Um, so anyway, I, I, I loved you know, going to Divine Liturgy. It was, it was packed, you know. It was just everyone together in prayer and, and worship. And um, that, I would say, going to matins every morning, vespers every evening, going to Compline after that, um, getting the Bible, Bible study the following morning, well, actually Compline at, at not late at night, and we had Askabuna. Um, and after that, you know, in sleeping for a little bit, and then getting up for Bible study the following morning, and matins again, and just, it was, it's amazing to just be in that. And I, I would I would say camp is some somewhat like that. And so then going to the Archdiocese convention and having that same type of experience um, with Orthodox believers is just right. We had the Metropolitan there yes, and right. at least five bishops there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it's very uh, monastic lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? right? Form to your life, and that's exactly how camp was. You mm -hmm. wake up. You begin each day with orthros, and you're eating together, you know, in that fellowship, and you're working together for a common goal or good, mm -hmm. and yeah, your day is bookend with prayer. It's right. It's wonderful. It's easy. <laughs> it's not that easy when you come home yeah, I know. and you're by yourself. And you're back to day-to-day and you're living in community, and that's right. how it was even in the hotel. I mean, I wasn't there that long, but you're living in community again, in a way. I mean, camp mm -hmm. is a little more intense. Right. You're actually living side by side, but yeah. you're sharing the same hotel living space. Um, hopefully, you know, you're eating with other people. Right, right. Um, yeah, I never want to leave, ever. I know. Ever. Well, that's, so I think... Um, that was part of that workshop that we attended at the Archdiocese Convention. The workshop that talked about camp. Camp, right. They used to say Why God that, Loves Camp. Exactly. Is that what it was called? Why God Loves Camp? Why It's called Why Camp Works and mm -hmm. Why It's Not Enough. Yes. But he really drove home that God loves camp. And, That's and the right, biggest right. takeaway, even though I had lived it for two weeks at the village, mm -hmm. was that structure for the day of beginning and ending your day in prayer, um, living and communing with fellow believers, eating, working together, that whole service together, is our life in Christ. Right. And I was like, light bulb moment. Yes, <laughs> that is our life in Christ. That is the fullness mm -hmm. of your life in Christ right. here on earth. Mm -hmm. And so when you come home and you're not with your, you know, fellow parishioners every morning like mm -hmm. how great would it be to go to orthos oh together gosh. first and then we all go to work right and we're probably not eating our meals in communion with other believers most of the time i eat my lunch in the car or mm -hmm. home alone mm -hmm. after work you know right. nobody's here so you're missing out on that community mm -hmm. and i thought prayers. that at camp i thought and i know i said i wasn't going to talk a lot about camp but here I go. I got you in there. <laughs> um, that being an introvert 
I, and I think I already said this to you, but I was going to need to run back to the cabin every free minute I had and just be alone. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the case at all because I was working and serving together collectively with everyone. There was no need to recharge because pulling away from that was like unplugging yourself from the source of life. You don't want to be alone. You want to stay connected. And in that connection, just like we're supposed to be connected to Christ, is where we draw our strength and our purpose. Right. So yeah, that structure that he talked about in that conference lecture was, this is the fullness right. of living our life in Christ. Right. And, and that's how it's supposed we... to be. That's why I said, oh, I could be in a monastery. No problem. Or, <laughs> since we can't currently, <laughs> which I would love to, right? I know. Like, oh, I could be in a monastery, right? I talk to my son about that a lot. But I, I, since we can't, we have to live every day outside of a monastery. We have to bring that church that monastic life into our home and not so that not so that our home is a monastery but that our home is the living church that our home and is... offers our family the fullness of life in Christ exactly because the fullness it can't just be isolated to the two weeks when I go away to camp we're supposed to be in the fullness all the time and and striving to live in that be that you know bring others to that mm-hmm. it's hard work yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know for, about you, but for me, the discipline of of having morning prayer or, or evening and, and or evening prayer with my family um, and a meal with my family, like, is is pretty. That's work. Like, I have to be. I have to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not. However, it's the more you do it, me. the more yes. you do it. The less, and I was just saying this to someone, not in regards to disciplining your life, but when you have a taste of the fullness of life in Christ, it's as though the rest of the world, the color drains out of it. There's no appeal for anything else. Mm -hmm. And so it's work to a point, but then it almost becomes easier. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're not deciding anymore. Oh, I probably should have dinner with my family. I know it's the right thing to do, but I really <laughs> want to go to a soccer game. Or I really want to watch a show. Oh, God. You know, you're not in that turmoil. No. All you want is it's... to do what Christ asks of us right. and what he offers to us. Right. And right. so the decision to make is so simple. And then you just pare down your life to the basics of what is important and the rest just falls away. So I don't find myself in that struggle anymore of, oh, well, I want to live in the fullness of Christ. Well, I say I do, but I have so many things pulling me in a million other directions. No, I don't want those other things that are pulling me in a million directions. I want Christ, and I want what he has for me. Exactly. And for my family, and for my friends, and for the people that I love, and for everyone. Everybody. Right? And that's why, well, that's why we're, we're called to share it, but that's why we want to share it. Right. I guess the hard part for me, like today, is how do you get other people to see that and understand it and do it with you? Exactly. Because the hard part is watching everybody run around, chasing things that don't matter, mm-hmm. and not participating in the fullness of life or the, the fellowship and all all the things that we've been given. Right. And 
so I feel very alone and discouraged because I think, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Look at what you can have. Come have it with me right? and share it with me, number one, because it's amazing, and number two, because it would be great for me to not be alone or feel so alone. <laughs> I'm being selfish, selfish. at this point. Right? <laughs> I want friends. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no excuse. I mean, I, I there's plenty of opportunities for me to go and pursue that. I certainly can't wait on other people. Like, oh, well, my life in Christ is stagnant because I'm waiting for all my friends and family no. to... No, that's well, not how it goes. No, and that's why you share what you have. Or you, well, you live it. And if you live it, people... If we, if we raise Christ, if we lift up Christ, and we live it, and we let his light shine through us, then people should see that and be drawn to it. So I... Then how many people are you drawn? <laughs> I know I'm not like, because I'm not shining that light. Because <laughs> I hear that over and over again, and it makes me think there should be people banging on my front door. I'm like, let right. me have what you have. That's not happening. <laughs> so but it's not happening. Why not then? I mean, because I feel like um, if like you had shared something recently um, that that was powerful for you, and it was. And so you felt compelled to share it with, with others, and you did. So we can offer it, I guess, right? Well, and some may be receptive and some aren't. Right. And that that's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. You share. Right. And the big thing is being willing to share. That's huge. That's it's huge. It's easy to share with you. I can share <laughs> all sorts of things with you. I can share all sorts of things with the... The women I became friends with at camp because there's a shared faith and an understanding there. But mm-hmm. am I going to share with people outside of that? When I was at work last weekend, this young man, he's like 19, was talking to me about his anxiety and he was just, he was going on about different things. And I, I, the words were on my tongue. Do you know Christ? Right. Like, all your problems could be solved if you knew Christ. <laughs> you really could have peace, and you wouldn't be right. such a nervous wreck. Right. But I didn't say those things. Why don't we do that? I just listened and tried to, I don't know. I guess I thought Should to myself, we? do I wait? Do I do I develop a relationship with him right. first right. and I trust? Right. And then share my own similar struggles and how I overcame them? Yeah. Yeah, or do I just drop a, a, a bomb big on him? <laughs> and they're just like, Jesus freak. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? So there it's, you go. It's harder to share with mm-hmm. the people that I should be sharing with. The people who have no, you would think that it's not on their radar whatsoever. Hmm. I don't know. I, that's really tough. I, I grapple with that a lot. It's like windy. I mean, because we, you don't have a problem sharing it with me. You don't have a problem sharing it with our brothers and sisters at church, mm-hmm. you know, or we know in the diocese, you know, mm-hmm. sharing our experience and how Christ is, how we're growing in our relationship with God. Um, that's tough. That's tough. I, I have, uh, I just received a text from someone who's a friend of a friend. So we're really, we don't talk at all. She's, she's a friend of my friend and but she had my number and she just decided to share her story share her testimony she talked about how she'd been just diagnosed with cancer 
3B, stage 3B, I think, which is not advanced. Yeah, that's pretty advanced. It's not that easy. It was, if it, you know, well, it's just not an early stage is what I'm saying. And so she's still going through, you know, she's a single mom. She's still going through everything she does, getting up, taking her kids to work or taking her kids to school, throwing up, you know, going through her chemo, going to work, doing her chemo appointments, going back to work, throwing up, getting her kids, doing, uh, she was raw and real. She was open, transparent, humble about what she was saying. She was, and she was, she was saying, you know, not about a penny party at all. You know, but she was sharing that whatever we're going through is is a challenge for us basically to grow in our faith mm. and grow in our relationship with God. And I mean, for her to share that with someone, I don't talk to her. I mean, I, I think I've talked to her maybe last year, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and it was... And it was just kind of communication through our mutual friend. So the fact that she shared that was very encouraging to me just in her, just in her strength that, that she was, um, she was, that she, she was being strengthened in her faith and, um, acknowledging, speaking out that she can do all things through Christ. Right. And, um, it was just really powerful for me to hear, but then also just to recognize that she took the time to share that with someone that she didn't have to share it with. You know, she was really open mm-hmm. and honest um, about about something with, with someone who's not even really, really a friend. Like I said, a friend of a friend. It was... It was Really remarkable, right? And makes you feel that you should be doing. More. And well, and I'm encouraged. Motivates, right? And I'm encouraged and motivated to do it. Because right. I've had people ask me, "So, how was the convention, or how was Michigan?" Mm-hmm. And I just say, "It was incredible." Mm-hmm. And then they want to know why, uh-huh. and I think to myself, "Well, you wouldn't understand why." <laughs> I could try and explain this to you, but you wouldn't understand. Or you would roll your eyes and think, okay, why did I ask her? <laughs> and so I'm selective in how much I tell to who, I guess. Right. And just right. go slowly mm-hmm. reading them out to see if they're ready for more or not. But I did say to our priest just a couple of weeks ago, I'm very aware that I have been hoarding things up in my faith. Mm-hmm. Hoarding it to myself, mm-hmm. and I'm not sharing it right at all. Right, and that's and that's why I was saying you just recently you were sharing something that was 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 um important to you, or that you felt changed you, and that you wanted to share it with others. And I and I thought that was that was steps that you were making based on mm-hmm. that acknowledgement you made. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. when people ask me about the convention, I need to be more forward. Yeah. Uh, I, I think me too, <laughs> but it's kind of why I wanted you to talk. I wanted us to talk about it on the podcast, just because I think it's good to to get it out, and then maybe you'll be more comfortable with sharing it with someone else. <laughs> it was so great to be part of something bigger 
physically part of something bigger because we know in an intellectual way that we're a part of the body and that the body extends over all the world and time one holy catholic apostolic church but that's it's not tangible Uh (laughs) it's just this nice thing that we say and it is true and i understand that but to be part of something bigger was really physically be physically present in something bigger was very profound. Mm-hmm. Like I said, all the metropolitan, all the bishops, people across the entire country the that you're sharing your faith with. That, are, that I mean, these people came from everywhere mm-hmm. to go to Michigan. Right. Like they made it a point right. to be there. Mm-hmm. So this is not for the feeble of faith. No. They're diehards. <laughs> <laughs> and it was incredible. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, when I think about what Bishop Thomas said at camp, he said mm. to the kids, basically, he said, this is what we're going to be doing in heaven, you know, being. Uh. And so, and at the time, I, I didn't, I didn't really understand it. I understand exactly, I guess, why he said it when he did, given the circumstances. But being at the convention, I thought, oh, this is this. When he says this, it's the bigger picture. It's all of it. Mm-hmm. It's being together. And then yeah. I thought, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's the worship. It's the service. Yeah. It's fellowship. I mean, worshiping together. Worship is easy, though. I mean, there's... <laughs> Which is just to show up for church. There's nowhere <laughs> I'd rather be than yeah. in the liturgy. Absolutely. Ever. But that's easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be in the liturgy. It's not easy to come home and leave that and, and then do what we're called to do and be disciples. And continue to serve people. Yeah. And I mean, that was another thing that the kids did while we were there, the teens. They did a service project you know, where they went, they did blessed bags, I think. Is that what, do you know what the, is that, I, I don't remember exactly what they put together, but they put together a kit or something to distribute to people that they met on the street in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. So they made them one day, and then um, a couple of days later, or the next day, they took them out into the community. Um, and they were kind of, uh, my daughter was telling me she was really struck by how many people that she met that were homeless. She was, and she thought that it might be an issue. Um, but I think I think when you go out looking, seeking to help people, you do find, you find that there are people in need of help. The opportunity. Right, if your eyes are open for them. Right. Yeah, a lot of times we, sh- we have blinders on and shut our well, eyes. Because we're only thinking about out. ourselves and what we need to get done mm-hmm. in the day. Right. And, not, and when we think serving, we think we think serving ourselves, serving our home, as opposed to serving the greater right community mm-hmm. it's easy to be on a, a, a selfish track right all at all times exactly yeah well i i um that was one of the things that my daughter really remarked um about when on on the trip she really uh that impacted her mm-hmm. yeah um but i mean it's just the opportunity of getting to go to the Archdiocese Convention was a blessing. That was for... a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, the, so the backstory is basically, you have to help me along with it. I have to remember everything is that, well, you know, we've always sent a team to our PLC for the Bible Bowl. So you have three or four teenagers. We also have adult teams, but 
um, we kind of focus on the teen, teen, and there's also a preteen um, category now too. So we have there, and there's the creative arts. Um, there's the Bible Bowl. There's the um, oratorical. oratorical competition. Um, so all those things leading up to the parish life celebration, and and also. Um, throughout the year, we're studying scripture, um, a designated scripture by the Metropolitan. So this year it was Ephesians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians, and Colossians. Right. So it was through those, those three books, a total of twenty chapters. I think no fourteen. I think it was fourteen chapters. Six chapters in Ephesians, four in. Yeah, 14 chapters, four in Philippians and four in Colossians. And um, so the kids had to study those three books and prepare um, prepare for the Bible Bowl competition. Right. So basically they came in third place. In, in our diocese. In our diocese. The mm-hmm. first place team from all dioceses gets to fly to the convention and participate in the National Bible Bowl. Our first place team couldn't go. Our second place team couldn't go. So then they came to us, the third place team, and said, you need to go represent our diocese. So that's how we got to go. Right. (laughs) And that's why we were there. And I kept saying to you, I really want to go. I'd love to go. I'd love to go. But I knew I couldn't make it happen. Right. And then... And then this happened. And then it happened. And that that was really the moment in my life that I could actually say, God loves me. I never prior to that believed that he loved me. Ever. I knew he loved everybody Karen. else. <laughs> I can't. And, but I always felt like he was disappointed with me and angry. And when he sent me to Michigan, I was like, man, he loves me. <laughs> of this course. is amazing. Oh so that gosh. was really huge. So that's why I told the kids, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me. <laughs> I can finally accept that God loves me <laughs> because he's letting me go to Michigan and getting me there where my heart wanted to be so badly. I'm tearing up thinking about it because I, I, yeah, I know you really wanted to. To go, it was, and I've been, I've been before, and again, um, the, the opportunity for me to go was because my son was competing in the oratorical competition two years ago at the Archdiocese Convention, and he competed again this year mm-hmm. um, at the Archdiocese Convention. So, um, and um, and we got to go together. Yes! Oh my gosh! <laughs> What a blessing. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> it really was. Um, and to, to be able to go to the workshops. I, I didn't even get to tell you about the Bible study in the mornings. Um, Father Herman Acker um, led the Philippians Bible study every morning. It was Monday through Saturday, I think. or Tuesday. It was either Monday through Saturday or Tuesday through Saturday. And it was every morning. I didn't get there till Wednesday morning. So, But I went Wednesday through Saturday. And it was amazing. I mean, he he really pulled apart Philippians, which again only four chapters, and you think you could stretch all of that out mm-hmm. over a week. Yeah, it was at least five hours. Wow. Yeah. So um, to talk about Philippians, um, and I could talk a, a, a lot about it, um, but it uh, it talks about the the context of the Christians in Philippi. Um, and Paul speaking to them from prison, and how he does in so many of his letters and the epistles, where he talks to the Christians. But Philippi was a little different. 
Um, he really, he spoke so highly of them, to them. Um, they, the Church of Philippi supported him in prison or sent him things in prison, sent people to him to bring him things when no one else did. So he had a special place in his heart for them. Mm -hmm. and, and so when he encouraged them and he spoke of them, that's where it was coming from. Mm. So, and we, we talked a lot about so many different things, but, you know, as, you know, in his letter, picking apart how he was encouraging them, how he was calling on them to be um, in unity and working together and, and encouraging one another. Um, um, yeah, so it was just that Bible study yeah. alone. And if, if that's all I went for, <laughs> that was amazing. When you say that, like working together and encouraging each other, the Christian life, if if we were all really participating, it is the most beautiful thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, our church is so small, and like I said, being part of something bigger was amazing because we are so small. Right. And I told you how I had asked a woman at camp, I said, oh, you know, do you come from a big parish? She said, mm, no, it's probably 250 people. <laughs> I was right. like, okay, we have 20. <laughs> So it, if we were all, and I'm not saying we don't have fellowship and things in our church, but no. if we're all There's... living that, which Paul was describing and which you were just describing, mm -hmm. the Christian life is the most beautiful thing. Why on earth do we ever fight it or not put mm -hmm. our whole heart into it? Mm -hmm. Why do we do that? Right. It's foolishness. It is. We're, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Huge. Cheating ourselves. Cheating ourselves out of just so much peace and joy in life and a relationship with Christ that's just above all things. It's my struggle to get there. I, I feel like I've cheated, cheated myself out of that because I haven't put in, you know, Pour your fully. whole self in. Yes. Your whole self. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, um... I, that was, it was the Bible study that really impacted me. Um, another thing he talked about was just being joyful in all circumstances. That was a, that's a really key thing for, that Paul talks about to the Christians in Philippi. Rejoice in all things, mm -hmm. in all circumstances, whatever you're going through. It's like the woman that I talked about who had cancer. She was like, I'm rejoicing as I walk through this. Mm. I'm like... Oh my gosh. Powerful. Powerful. Yeah, but because you're rejoicing in God. Mm -hmm. Right. And who he exactly. is. And in his power. Yeah. Oh, and, and in the strength that he gives us. That's right. How can you not rejoice in the Lord always? How? If you have any idea who he is and what he's done for us. Right. right. The joy is endless. Well, that was part of what we, we experienced at. Yeah, the archdiocese. Convention. I did anyway. I don't know yeah. what your experience was. Oh my gosh, That's absolutely what it was. Oh my god, and then talking about um, growing your parish, you know, um, like what you want to do to grow your parish, and it's really not about what you want to do to grow your parish in terms of numbers, right? It's right, about, it's the growth, the spiritual growth, the theosis right. of the parish, right, of everyone who's there, and if that's happening with us as a parish, the people in the parish, then, then that will 
Don't you think that will that will show and people will be drawn to that? Well, yeah. If we were if we're really doing that, absolutely. I think the the growth in numbers is just a natural byproduct of the the core community growing in theosis. They talked about they talked about the fruits of the spirit. Isn't that what they talked about in terms of of people in the parish? being able to demonstrate the fruits of the spirit mm -hmm. in their lives and then that and bearing fruit then we would be able to right our parish should be nurturing each person to bear the fruit right right and that and and that would bring the theosis mm -hmm. and the communion with god and each person playing their part in the body There was a lot of good stuff to take away. Oh. Honestly, I just love <laughs> patting around the carpeted floor. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like the hotel was just so oh, nice. I just it was loved nice. walking through yes. all the vendors, mm -hmm. just walking up and down the open areas. All the icons. Clergy everywhere. All the books. <laughs> just not even speaking to anybody, just milling about and walking up and down the that open space there right. back and forth and just right. smiling and saying hello. And mm -hmm. that was just more joy than I could handle. <laughs> I wasn't even interacting <laughs> with people. Wait. And then, you know, actually meeting people from across the diocese, from across the archdiocese that you'd heard of or that you'd oh, seen yeah. before. There was a ton of connections. Right. And I had just come from camp and heard all these different names. And now I was seeing people and, you know, seeing their faces and, right. Um, they yeah, weren't there's just like so many connections that were person. made. Yeah, that was awesome. But again, that's just that's the body of Christ. That's the kingdom. That's it's so necessary, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, we stay, we tend to stay isolated in our parish and not connect with the body. It's a whole. It's a game changer when you do. <laughs> when you realize it's not just your little parish. Yes. Because when you think about it, you're, oh, we're just a little parish, we're so small, you know, um, we, and we do know that, that everything that we do is not what we do through our own power. What we're doing is through the power of God. What we, what we do is, is because of God's love and that we're sharing with other people and, and that we're giving, giving of ourselves to other people. So we know like when we're serving and that's what it's all about, um, but sometimes when you when you think about how small you are and how few people you have, you get discouraged. It's that lens, that cloudy lens. That cloudy lens, right. Right, where you're thinking about, oh, it's just us, mm. you know. Where is everybody else, mm. you know. Oh, poor me. Mm. <laughs> you know, and, and really, we're not. Even when we come to worship in our parish on Sunday morning, it's not just us. But again, being physically connected helps. Yeah, really it really puts that into perspective, and you're part of something, and it's so energizing. Okay. Yeah, right. It's, well, it's, it's important to. That's why important because we are in a physical body, so we exactly. can know it in our head, and it's exactly. great mm -hmm. theoretically. But when you mm -hmm. physically are participating mm -hmm. in the work, right, it's it just comes together in a way that I've yet to experience up until now. Right. Wow. I, I I think it was awesome and I can't I can't speak highly enough about coming together as a body um, every Sunday but also you know once a year every other year as many times as we can come together 
with other believers and strengthen each other, sharpen the sword, um, build each other up and, and just worship together mm -hmm. um, and serve others together um, and just live in community again. And sometimes to be served. Like mm. I didn't realize because I always have the mindset of serving. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm some great person that's serving, but that's what... <laughs> no, but you do. That's you what serve I'm doing. You like do. the, the, yeah, the physical service. And I had no idea how unbelievably dry and cracked my own well was. So mm -hmm. I was getting served in a way that filled me up. So it goes both ways. And, you know, and it's so necessary to be able to, to give and to receive that. But yeah, if we're not attending all the different services and things with the with the bigger picture, our diocese and, and the convention, we're just, we're cutting ourselves short. Right. We're cutting off our own air supply. Cutting off the power. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait for... 2021. I just got to figure out how I'm going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's much closer, of course. You know, this 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 time it'll be in be, Pittsburgh right. instead of Michigan. Right. And that's so. exciting. So it's, it's half the distance. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It is half the distance. Yes. So we got to make it happen. We have to. Two years. We have time. Right. We have time. Right. Well, um, I mean, God made it happen in about a week this year. <laughs> All things are possible. All things are possible. Exactly. What a blessing. Huge. Um, so I, I, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want to share about Archdiocese Convention or about camp, um, but um, I don't know. There's a lot I could say about camp, but I think it's just too much. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> We'll I don't know, do God that. Gives you, God, I, and somebody asked me this at camp, what's your takeaway from all this? And I said, Oh, that's right. God so gives you exactly what you need when you need it. God gives you exactly what you need when you need it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just without trust in Him, mm. it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it all comes down to that right. trust. trust. And if you can get to that place where you trust him with everything you are and have, mm -hmm. man, you are a free, free person. Right. That's huge. And I've taken that away from these two experiences. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want to go back. I am definitely a changed person. Ah, praise God, Karen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trust is important. And being able to, to let go... People say, let go and let God. Yeah, let go and let God be in control and trust him that he is in control. Mm -hmm. Full mm -hmm. trust. Right. Trust in the Lord. Peace and joy abound when we do those things. Yeah. Well, um, I think we should um, probably... End with that. Yep. I have nothing else to add. Do you want to close in prayer? Yes. Is there a special prayer you want to say? Um. I just love the Trisagian prayer. It's my favorite. Okay. Then so let's do that. Okay. Oh, Heavenly King, O oh, Comforter, Spirit, Spirit of, of Truth, who art everywhere, present, and fillest all things, treasury of good things, and giver of life. 
Come, Come and abide in us. And cleanse us from every stain and save our souls, O gracious Lord. Holy God, holy, holy mighty, holy, holy immortal, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy, holy mighty, holy, holy immortal, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, have mercy on us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. Through the prayers of our Holy Fathers, Lord Jesus Christ our God, have mercy upon us and save us. Blessed are thou, Lord Jesus, O saints and martyrs, to preach the Lamb of God, and like not to slay, and are not translated to the eternal life that knows no hate. Pray fervently to him that he may grant us the forgiveness of our sins. Blessed are thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. 